Welcome to the Practical Magic Podcast, hosted by me, Catherine Pond. Please join me each week as I dive into a new witchy topic, along with occasionally sharing stories of growing up in the church and how breaking away from the church helped me embrace the witch I was born to be. Hello. I hope you all are having a wonderful weekend. First of all, I want to apologize for getting this episode out a little late. I just finished watching a documentary over on Netflix. It was a mini-series documentary called They Gotta Have Us. And uh, it was just too good to stop. It was three solid hours of just amazingness. I highly recommend that you check it out if you haven't already. Uh, Like I said, it's on Netflix and it's called They've Gotta Have Us. I will have the um, name in the description of this week's episode along with, you know, all my socials and um, all of that. So, um, highly recommend that you check it out. Um, I also want to share a story, uh, an experience that I had a couple days ago. And um, it might sound a little weird, but just follow me on this. (laughs) So, I was at the grocery store And, you know, I'm waiting for my lift to come and pick me up and take me home. And this guy enters my bubble, my personal space. And he's like, you should have been a supermodel. And I was so confused because, like, I was on the phone. I was talking to somebody. The only reason I knew he was, like, talking to me is because he was, like, an inch away from my face. Like, he wanted me to know that he was talking to me. And I just stared him down. Like, part of it was just I was, like... Like, dude, I'm talking to somebody on the phone. What do you you expect to happen from this situation? Now, granted, he was an older guy. He was probably, like, late 60s. He probably thought he was giving me the best compliment of my life. But then I started thinking, like, what did he expect to come from that? Did he expect me to be like, you know, thank you for this compliment. You know, take me, I'm yours. Or did he expect me to be like... Well, after hearing that, I'm going to leave these groceries and off to the runway I go. Like, what did he expect to happen? But then the more I thought about it, and this is where I might lose some of you. And you're like, this is super weird. But the more I thought about it, I was like, maybe that is a message from the universe. And what I mean by that is that I know personally for me, I have a lot of self-doubt and, and, and questioning my worth. Um, and this is why I am seeking out therapy. I'm pretty sure I have found a therapist as things are going to work out between us. We met on Thursday and I shared this story with her. Um, she seems totally awesome. Of course, I'll keep you all up on, on updated on that. But, um, like I was explaining to her, what I mean by maybe that was a message from the universe is, We don't generally make changes in our life unless a situation happens in our lives where we are uncomfortable. And clearly that experience with that guy made me very uncomfortable. But by the same token, it made me realize when I was feeling, when I have felt, I should say, my lowest and my least worthiness, you know, this 
I'm not saying in that moment I felt that way, but in the past when I have felt that way, um, it would have been nice to have somebody come up to me and just give me a random compliment. Yes, that compliment was kind of weird and uncalled for, but I took it as it's never too late to achieve your goals and your desires and your wants. And yes, sure, (laughs) it is not my goal to strut on the runway, but because of my self-doubt and the questioning of my worthiness of just existing because of different things that have happened throughout my life and things that have been said to me, I took that as, you know, um, he saw something in me that sometimes I have a difficulty seeing. He saw that I could achieve something. I hope this is making sense Um, because for a little bit when I was explaining this story to the therapist, I could see for for a little bit I was losing her. (laughs) Um, But hopefully by the end of the whole story, I I got her back, hopefully. But um, yeah, so I guess I'm sharing this to say, um, don't forget how amazing you are and that you can achieve whatever you set your mind to. And after I shared this story with the therapist that I met on Thursday, you know, we got talking about how um, I've put my Reiki business on the back burner because I felt like my, I was only good enough to do it for friends and family. And when the neighbors and friends that I was doing Reiki for uh, fizzled away for one reason or another, Um, I was like, well, I guess I can't do it anymore. And that, that self-doubt set in. And so I'm sharing this with her and she's like, well, I'll just general, um, every once in a while, um, you know, ask you, how's the Reiki business going? And all of that, I expressed to her that I really want to make a website and, That's what I did all yesterday. I was just online doing research of the best platforms to build a website. So when I see her again on Thursday, I can tell her I've done this research. Um, you know, this is, you know, and then ask her professional advice because she's obviously running her own, um, therapist business, (laughs) therapy business, you know, are these good websites? What do you recommend? And she said to me, that she would have no problem. She would love to be not only that form of support that I need, but also to give me any formative advice that, um, that I would need or or want to, to start my own business. So I say all this to say that in the space of two hours of an intake, uh, therapy session, my whole life has just turned around and I have this new form of just self-confidence and self-worth and um so yeah (laughs) keep your eye out in the near future there's gonna be a website dedicated to my reiki business and all my social medias um you know i will link that in, in the description in the future once it's out i will let you all know when it's up and running um but between that experience with that older guy and then meeting this therapist, her name is uh, Monique. 
She's amazing. Of course, I've only met her once, but she seems like the sweetest woman. And she gets my weird sense of humor. Um, so, yeah. this I know this is like a tangent, and it has nothing to do with this week's episode. It's just something I wanted to share with you all. Um, hopefully there's something in all of that that you can benefit from. But with that being said, uh, let's get into the phase of the moon and the astrology placement of that. So the current phase of the moon is waxing crescent. The astrology placement for February 12th is uh, Cancer, which is the crab, and the crab rules uh, the chest, the heart, all of that. And some ways uh, to work with that energy of the uh, waxing excuse me, waxing gibbous. I think I said waxing crescent, but I meant to say waxing gibbous. Some ways to work with that particular energy um, is... Sorry, I just lost my place in my notes. Uh, Waxing gibbous is um, strength, renewal, and um, energy. So... Uh, this is a good time to, um, you know, depend, like lean into your strengths and renew yourself, which is pretty much what I have been describing, um, in that little story that I just shared is like renewing my, my strength in myself and my, um, ability to believe that I can and do deserve to achieve things. So this is a good time for that. So it makes sense that I'm having these experiences. Um, and the card for this week is Seven of Coins. And Seven of Coins um, is just all about um, being patient, being gentle with yourself. If you, For example, um, you know, if you are starting going to the gym, for example, and, um, if you've ever started a workout regimen, um, or anything, it doesn't have to be going to the gym. It could be starting a new business, starting, you know, um, you fill in the blank, whatever it is that you're starting anew. I know personally for myself, and one of the things that has really hindered me in overcoming this self-doubt that I have a tendency of having in myself is that I get so incredibly overwhelmed because I want to see the results right away. But this card is saying, even though you are working your butt off at this moment and it doesn't feel like you're seeing any progress, just know you are on the right path and that in due time, you will see the results that you are looking for. Um, so just stay optimistic and just stay on course. You're getting there and you will see the proper results in due time. Um, so I think that is totally fitting, uh, for this week's episode, you know, especially like I said, with the story I just shared and whatnot. But with that being said, um, let's get into this week's episode about journaling. So... Um, I know I've shared in the past, um, ever since season one of this podcast about my 
fickleness when it comes to journaling. You know, I, I go months of being really good and then I can go months without journaling. And I wanted to find a healthy way to keep it up because like I have shared before and at the beginning of this episode, I have a tendency that it's all or nothing. There's no in between. And that can be good at times, you know, but at certain times, you know, when you're in that, in that mode, sometimes it can just get so overwhelming. And so then you just throw your arms in the air and you're like, well, if I can't give it my all, why do anything? So some things that I have found that is beneficial is, um, instead of just making it sitting and journaling for like an hour and just trying to come up with all these things to journal, do bullet journaling, um, which, which I'm sure you've all heard of before, but it's just bullets of things. You know, you could be at the grocery store and then you could get a, you know, an epiphany and you're, you're like, I've never thought of things that way before, or as some people call it downloads. And then you just pull out your phone and you pull out your little notepad. I know on my iPhone, I've got like a little notepad and you just jot it down on there. And then when you get home, uh, write it in your, you know, physical journal, or like I have shared before, I have an app on my phone that I use for journaling. Um, the app is called Zup, S-U-P, Zup, and, or, uh, yeah, Zup, and, uh, I will link that as well at the, in the description of the episode, um, if I'm not able to do, like, the actual link, I'll at least put the name of the app, um, like I said, I have an iPhone, so I don't know if that's, like, available to all phone types, but, um, I am certain that, you know, other phones have other versions of apps like that if you can't get that particular one. Um, and the reason I like using the app on my phone for journaling, um, I don't have to worry, oh, I ran out of paper and, you know, I need to go buy a new book. It's just an app on my phone. I can open it and just write whatever my heart desires. Um, but the other thing is I've always got my phone with me where you may not always be able to carry around your journal. Now, going to the next, downsize your journal. Some journals are pretty big. They can be the size of an actual book. So if you're brand new at this, or even if you've done journaling for a while, getting a small notepad, or like I said, using your phone as your journal, and that way you can just you know, write, um, just bullet points, hence bullet journaling. (laughs) Um, the other thing is drawing, painting, and collages. And of course, this is more catered to if you do decide to do a physical journal. That way, it's, it's more appealing to the eye. It's not just all white paper and black ink. It's, you know, a picture of flowers or, or whatever it is that, that draws your eye. So there's some appeal to it, some beauty to it. Um, those are things that I, even though I don't use a physical journal, um, I very much 
am all about, you know, painting and drawing. I haven't really done a collage since high school, but the concept I find very appealing. Um, I'm any form of art I am all about. Um, so those are some ways to make the journaling process more fun and a way to make it more you're, you more apt to doing it on a somewhat regular basis. But that leads me to my next thing. You do not need to journal every single day. That pressure that I feel like is put on to us that you have to journal even if it's just being like it's a beautiful morning. You don't need to journal every day and you certainly don't need to journal um, every morning. Just journal when you feel like it. I find my the time that I journal the most is either right after I wake up after I've had a dream. Um, I want to get that sh- that stuff down and then look into the meaning of the dream. Sit with that. What does it mean for me? And sometimes then I'll go to Google tra- um, Dream Translate and see what they say. And if what my it, what I think it means matches with theirs. Sometimes that's fun. Um, or I tend to journal. Um, and I'm sure I'm not the only person that does this. I have times where I'll just sit there and I'll just talk out loud to myself. And sometimes, (laughs) by the time I'm done talking, I'm like, this is something I need to write down. This is is good stuff. And um, so those are the two times where I have noticed that I journal the most. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, There are people that like to journal every single morning, Um, or, you know, or multiple times a day. And that's totally fine, too. The point of this episode is to remove some of that that stress that, oh, I'm not doing this right, and, oh, I'll never be a good journaler, whatever. Just find the the way that best suits you. Um, Some other examples of things to help with journaling. Or, or things to journal about. Um, your tarot, you know, you, let's say you pull a tarot card uh, every day. Or even if it's once a week, you know, um, pull the card. Um, whether you go off the description that the tarot deck gives you. Or you go off of your own intuition of the what the card means. Um, you know, write that down. And... Um, especially if you've pulled the same card multiple times, um, see what that means for you. Um, let's see here. Um, I'm sorry. I just lost my place for a second. Um, so like I said, oh yeah, like I said, you don't need to keep a paper journal and you don't need to journal uh, every day, if you want to, that is great. Um, but I just want to, you know, put that out there. Um, let's see here. Um, so some examples of bullet journaling or just examples of things to journal in general 
um, your routines or like your rituals um, in your practice, for example, um, this would be good so you can keep a list or, or a journal, however you want to word it, of things that, you know, for example, you'd be like, okay, this, these are things that I do every Sabbath. This is, these are things that I do every, um, you know, whatever, Halloween or, or Yule, whatever it is, you know? And so when those times roll around again, you don't have to, uh, be like, oh, what is everybody, you know, doing to, how do you celebrate this? You just go off of your own intuition. Now, if you do want to, um, follow things like the typical way, that's fine too. Personally, and I know this is getting off topic just a smidge, but personally for me, I've never been really good at keeping up with like the witchy holidays. But what I have found is when those witch, witchy holidays come around, there's like a shift in my body and I want to do things. For example, we're, we're entering springtime now where it's right around the corner And for the last three weeks or so, at least, I have just had this urgency, this need, this want, this just fire to just keep my house clean, just clean, make bread, just, just things that you do, um, typically for, um, what was it? Um, in bulk, um, that just passed. And I looked it up and I'm like, you know, I, I was typing in, you know, witchy ways to bring in the spring or whatever, however I worded it in Google. And um, Imbolc came up, which is like, you know, the holiday you celebrate, you know, preparing to bring in the spring. Um, my whole point is I am not very good at remembering the traditional holidays, but it's like my body just has this intuition. It just knows. And I just go with that intuition. So this keeping a journal or a diary of the things that you're just, you intuition, your intuition guides you to do during those times is really good. Not only so you have a routine, but also to let you know that, you know, you just celebrate these times a little bit differently possibly than others and that is fine if anything it could be you just tapping into the way that your ancestors celebrated they could have been more of the intuition type of of witches um of course you can also do monthly calendars weekly calendars um I want to start doing a monthly calendar for the podcast and um you know, you know, record episodes like months in advance. Um, I find in the summertime, especially, um, I really get a little lazy about recording because I get really, well, lazy because of the heat and the humidity. And so then I just put everything off to last minute. Um, but this would also be good for me, like in the winter, for example, because here in the North, thank goodness, Thus far, we have not lost our power for a long extended of time. I think this winter I've lost my power once for like two hours. Um, so knock on wood, <laughs> that's it. 
But recording months in advance would make sure that, let's say, come this coming December, if I lose power and I've recorded all my episodes for December, then it doesn't matter. I'm set. I'm golden. So obviously, you may not have a podcast, but you can do, you know, a monthly calendar um, journal for, you know, the phases of the moon or... Um, setting a calendar for what just spells you want to do in general, just as an example. Um, um, also, um, keeping a list or, or journaling about books that you may want to uh, read to help you along your journey. These are just ideas of, um, or even, um, a a planner of meals to celebrate holidays or, or, uh, or as gifts to, um, your ancestors and, uh, your deities that you work with. If you do, you of course do not have to, but, um, so just, those are just to name a few. Um, you also, I have written down here in my notes as an example, uh, journaling like your, your, or tracking, if you want to call it that, your sleep, which could also be uh, wrapped into like your dreams and uh, how the phases of the moons affect your sleeping and everything. Um, so these are just some examples of ways to um, journal and things you can journal about. Um, I wanted to give these examples because I'm sure you all have heard of the, some of these examples before, but, um, there are probably people out there that have never tried journaling before and don't even know what they should or could journal about. So I wanted to give some examples, but of course it does if you're going to journal, it does not have to be about your witchy practice. It can be about anything and everything. Um, these are just some examples I wanted to give and some things that I have found personally beneficial for me. Um, but with that being said, um, I think this is a good place to end this week's episode and I'll see you all next week. I want to thank you for spending this time with me. I truly appreciate it. I will be back next week with a brand new topic. If you would like to keep up with the podcast in the meantime, the links to all social medias will be in the description of this week's episode. But in the meantime, I hope you all have a magical week.